You're listening to Fox Gibbon, the one with Almaz Ohini. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionize the sex space, break down barriers, and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. Welcome! Hi! Hello! Hi! How are you doing today? Yes, I'm good. Good, good, good. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted you to explain to our listeners your your physical situation. So my physical situation is I've taken my shoes off, I've (laughs) had my shake out, I'm in the zone. She's fully fully into it. Let's do this. (laughs) We should really do something like that, like a little... With like ritual or something like bump vaginas and be like yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> before every single podcast yeah and instead of a fist pump a vagina bump yes yes a cute idea Florence yeah. let's do it or a bum bump yeah oh yeah. bum bump tushy bump oh <laughs> I love it <laughs> so tell us more about yourself so I am a writer and violinist and sex educator oh. whoa it's like a triple threat. Yeah, triple whammy. And <laughs> you have um, a persona called Kaylee Daniels, right? So she's not really a persona. She's a fictional character that I've okay. created. Um, so as a writer, I spend a lot of time in my own little fictional world making things up. So sometimes <laughs> people are called Joe Bloggs or sometimes people are called Kaylee Daniels. Right. Um, so there's a whole world that I've created that's Kaylee's world. Um, she's a 30 and she's a comms manager. Nice. Yeah. And are these erotic stories? Yes, they are. Very erotic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. Give us a little bit more of an insight into that world. So um, I've always written raunchy stuff. It's just something that I really enjoy. I've yeah. got a very vivid imagination. What, what made you start What like writing erotica in particular? Um... It was so I've always been interested in sex and sensuality. Um, and when I was at university, um, I was on some creative writing courses and I used to spend a lot of time just writing. I had like a blog that's uh, it's removed from the internet now. <laughs> well, it wasn't sexual enough, it was just crap. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just used to spend a lot of time writing and um. I kind of developed a technique that was um, the style that I write in now. Which is? Um, so I write raunchy vignettes. So vignette is a short story. Yeah, just I find um, the form of the vignette really interesting because it's a short story and you don't have to give too much away. You don't have to have a beginning, a middle or an ending. You can just mm. conjure up a scene. Um, oh. So that. Um, suits itself really well to kind writing like, erotica. Yeah, kind of like porn. Yeah, like yeah. Porn. there's no before or after. It's yeah. just the bucket. Yeah, it's just the scene. <laughs> exactly. Literally, it just and you get like dropped into this um, whole world reality. 
where it's just going to be something sexual. Yeah, and being on Instagram, like I, oh. I, I couldn't do it the way that you guys do, and DMing people and stuff. Even WhatsApp, you know, when people keep adding you to groups. Yes. I, I, yeah. I come out, I'm just like, reject, reject, exit group, exit group. <laughs> There's a party of like, okay, I can't make it exit group because my brain can't take it. Can't. Yeah. yeah, it's too much sometimes. Yeah, sorry about that, I'm all done. So tell us more about your erotic stories. What sort of thing do you write about? So I write about um, people having sex, people going on dates, um, and just I really enjoy putting into words um, bodily functions without using really ridiculous vocab like his member. Oh my goodness. Can you give us like a little little sample or a little snippet of, of like something raunchy you'd say? So, so my style is kind of the opposite of freestyle rapping in that if you're a really good freestyler, you can just make things rhyme and be really witty on the spot. Whereas I have to go into like my writing cave and think yeah. for hours about how to be witty. <laughs> um, so I'll just read you um, a couple of sentences. This one's called The White Isle. And it's towards the end. Mm-hmm. We sat on the quayside, hip bones touching, eating mango sorbet. It dripped down her wrist, past her elbow, and left a sticky streak down her cleavage. May I? You may. I licked the melted dessert from between her breasts. She guided my head down her stomach, past her hips, and uncrossed her legs. I pushed the rest of the sorbet in between her thighs. (laughs) I felt her brace against the ice. It dripped out of her, and I caught it with my tongue. Mmm, tangy. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. It's like it's it's like a sort of well, it's like poetry, sexual poetry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I deliberately tried to make. I tried to give it a rhythm. So because I have a background in classical music, mm. I'm kind of attuned right, to the yeah. rhythm and stuff. Oh, amazing. That makes so much sense. I really love that writing style. Yeah, I really want some fucking mango sorbet. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck number one. The last fuck. Oh, gosh. Do you know, I really have to think hard. It's been a really long time for me. (laughs) And I'm just getting really, like, antsy about it. (laughs) Um, Okay. It was about nine weeks ago. Okay, that's not that long ago. Yeah, I thought you were going to be like three years ago, uh, but no. That's... No, well, for me, that's quite a lengthy yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what happened? Hmm, it was an interesting one. So it was with a guy that I'd been seeing for a few months. Um And we'd been doing loads of non-penetrative sex because he has a really, really, really massive penis. <laughs> right. And I know everyone starts laughing, but it's really problematic. And yeah, it means he massively. can't have yeah. sex in certain styles. He can't do certain things. Like, you can't really do a really, like, long stroke. Yeah. I don't think we're laughing at yeah. the fact that he has a massive penis. It's the way you said it. It was like, he has a really massive <laughs> penis. Like, I thought you were going to say something completely different. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, so we've been seeing each other for a few months and doing um, lots of non-penetrative stuff and having fun, and then we decided to um, do some P and V. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it was not that not that good. It was quite. Um, yeah, quite difficult. Uh, yeah. Painful, awkward, dry. Um, I, I was. We kind of got into a funny situation where we'd kind of, you know, when you get too much in your head, mm-hmm. and then so we weren't just like going for it. So, yeah, it was a bit of a funny one. Yeah, that that does complicate things. Yeah. And you're both in your head, and as well as you've probably already built up this idea of finally having penetrative sex and then when it doesn't equate to what your you know your fantasies desire that you're just a bit like oh I don't really know what to do and then you both rub off each other in the wrong way and it's it's such a myth that having a massive penis is like the best thing in the world a complete because it can be so awkward for people when they need to have sex because it's like it's also everyone's like a lock and key like everyone's genitals fit like slightly differently so there I guess there could be a vagina out there that is big enough but like if if you're not with that person then it's actually going to be quite awkward and lots of people you know look up to you and think wow you've got a big dick you must have the best sex life it's the total opposite the only reason that a big dick is good really is for porn because that's where we've we've seen well you know like even growing up as as young female teenagers we've believed that being having a big dick is what we want and you have it and you're like oh fuck that yeah. that doesn't fit that don't <laughs> feel difficult. great yeah. yeah that's that's complicated that's why lube is so fucking yeah. important yeah so there was lots of lube involved oh that's good <laughs> Was the was the non penetrative sex beforehand good and fun? Yeah, really good, really fun. Um, what kinds of stuff were we doing? Discovering lo- um, our like erogenous zones. Mm. Nice. Yeah, we had a nice time. So I think with that particular person, I think the learning there is um, in our particular situation, non penetrative sex is the way forward. Yeah. yeah. I, do you find that a shame? Like, does your body want more? Yeah, my body definitely, <laughs> uh, but no, it's not not too. Um, uh, what's the word? Because it's it's a different like human contact, isn't it? When you have P and V, it's like it's so different than any other part of um, other sexual acts that you can do, mm. and it it sort of it is in us to like crave that yeah. human connection. Yeah, I mean, it's literally why penises and vaginas were made. It was- <laughs> P and V. That was the whole sort of evolutionary thought on that. Yeah, but we were do, we were we like played with we're playing with sex toys and things like that. Oh, so, yeah. Um, so. That's really nice that he's yeah. not sort of uh, like oh, what's the word? Not afraid. Um, you know, when you're not conscious. In- yeah, or intimidated. Yeah, yeah. sex toys. Yeah, exactly. Fuck two. The first fuck. There's not really much to say about it. It was really good. Um, <laughs> really? Be, yeah. So we were dating. Wow. We were dating for maybe like a month or so, um, and also I was a virgin. Um, um, yeah, I left my le- lost my virginity a bit late in life, mm. um, but I'd been masturbating a lot. And wait, did you yeah. say you were a virgin the first time you had sex? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I, I oh, it took me two seconds I then. Know, I was like, <laughs> 
Um, what else would you be? Sorry, I missed the part. I've missed the part of the sentence I was supposed to say. <laughs> I lost my virginity quite late in life, um, yeah. and I, I um, because. Um, I've been a sexual person. I used to write raunchy stories when I was technically a virgin. Mm. Yeah. So I had a really good grasp of sensuality and sexuality. Yeah. It's just that I hadn't found anyone that I wanted to do it with yet. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really nice. Um, Later in life, would you mind telling us the age? Um, it was a week before my 19th birthday. That's mm. not that late. No, not That's really. That's really not that late. That's quite quite average for what you know we're expected didn't you lose yours when you were 18 literally a few months before i was 18 yeah 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 i think it's very standard like we have this perception of what age we should lose it yeah especially as you know we're uh, you know the legal age for sex is 16 i remember thinking about that a hell of a lot thinking i should be having sex at 16 just because that's the legal age which is absurd because you should have sex whenever you're ready yeah Yeah. some people aren't ready to lose their virginity until they're in their 20s even even longer yeah even later Mm. it's all it just it's just up to like when you when you are actually ready but i guess what was different with you is that you started writing about it and thinking about it for like a long time before it actually happened sex but I'm from a bit of a strange place and the talent there is zero <laughs> a strange place do you mean like in like is it in the country <laughs> the UK um, and I remember really 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 wanted to have sex but I just couldn't find a partner yeah um, and then I left school and um, I had a gap year and Ooh. part of the reason for having a gap year was literally to get some like sex experience <laughs> under my belt yeah. before going to university which is mad Cause I love that the gap year. The, the it's like the, the gap fuck year, gap. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gap year. But that, you're supposed well. University is the place that we mostly have sex. Gosh, I hardly had any sex at university. Really? Again, it was a bit of a drought time for me. <laughs> Where did you go? I went to Southampton. Oh, I mean, to be fair, I went to Bournemouth. I barely had sex. I had two long partners. So, it t- mm. you know, it does totally depend it, yeah, on your journey. It really depends. Yeah, and it, it also depends on what friends you have yeah. and like, yeah. what crowds you move in and who you meet. Because, it, like, at university, if you're not in halls, you're not going to be meeting, mm. like, all the new people all the time. Yeah, I wasn't in halls. I was pissed off. And to be honest, the only sex that I had when I was at university was, like, year one with a boyfriend the other time it was when I was wasted yeah and that's not exactly good no. sex no definitely not not time to explore yourself you no. don't know who the fuck you are no <laughs> I've always tried really hard to have really present sexual experiences so especially at university there were loads of times where there's someone that you fancy and you could have hooked up but I really I learned quite early on that being present is the best way to have a really great sexual experience what do you you mean by being present so being able to um, just enjoy all the sensations and communicate properly and like ask each other what they like and if so sober (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) I did want to mention about that you know this whole stigma around i've done it twice now thinking well universities where you're supposed to have sex and also being shocked that you had a good time losing your virginity and that's really fucked yeah. up you know like i should know that by now that that's completely wrong of me to believe and be yeah. shocked about but um yeah it's possible you can have a good time yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just we're taught that we're not supposed to yeah, have a good time exactly. it's going to be awkward and painful you can have a great time losing your virginity yeah you can 
And now this segment is cut short because I'm like, yeah, nothing much to report. It was great. <laughs> we both came and it was great. You, you came on your first time yeah. as well. Wow. Okay, that, now that. That is, that is incredible. Yeah. Like, what, how and why? And, and why do you think that happened? Well, because I'd been doing a lot, lot of like self-pleasure. So I right, knew what yeah. I liked. And we were like we were together and we were able to communicate what we both liked so it was that's so good because I don't think like I guess I lost mine when I was 15 or 16 Mm. and we were at a stage where we didn't really know that much about sex or self-pleasure so we didn't sort of know to talk to each other about what yeah. feels good. We were just like, this is supposed to feel good. Yeah, the, the younger you have it generally, the less knowledge you have to be able to, you know, be, well, allow yourself to enjoy yeah. it. So in a way, it's good to wait. Yeah. So that you have more knowledge <laughs> and it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from the bloody pressure of everyone telling you, you must lose your fucking virginity. Yeah. Well, I think it was, it, was, fair. it was more me putting pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to, so I did English literature, so I've read so many books. Yeah. And um, there are books that have really explicit explicit sex in and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And all are really erotic and nice and like turn you on. Mm-hmm. And I was just always just like reading about it and I was just like, oh, I'd like to experience that. Yeah. <laughs> so my my mum wouldn't ever let me read The Horse Whisperer until I was what? like of an age where I could understand sex a little bit more because it gets quite erotic in it. Does someone fuck a horse? No. Uh, I don't it's know like what a that romance is, between um, a horse and a human. A woman and a cowboy <laughs> who is a horse whisperer. <laughs> it's a really great book actually. Who fucks a horse? <laughs> No, nothing about horse fucking. Uh, oh my God, there's some weird documentaries that Channel 4 have done about horse fucking. <laughs> well, relationships with horses, so interesting. Anyway, what what in, what in did you find in the literature? What you were going to say? Oh, sorry, I cut you off. Um, yeah, just lots of uh, novels written throughout the ages either allude to sex um, what do they used to call it back in Regency days? Um, Coitus or um, when something you, congress? Or when you, you're courting? Yeah. Oh no, that's when you're yeah, dating. That's when dating. you're dating. Yeah. No sex allowed in Jane Austen's time dating. Oh gosh. Um, oh, boring. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fanny would dry up. <laughs> um, but all, the, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, a lot of 20th century novels if you look in the right places, are um, stuffed full of sexy bits. Um, so if you're into um, classic fiction that is sexy, do yeah. take a look. Like John Updike has a book called Couples that I think is set in the end of the 1960s in the US and it's about these five couples and they all do a lot of bed hopping. Ooh. Um, and what's actually That's interesting, good. I remember reading that book and there was a scene to do with one of the wives. She was she liked um, giving blowjobs and then the gossip got round and everyone and some of the others were like, oh no, what an aberration. Um, <laughs> aberration. But blowjobs just weren't really a thing in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And like part of my work really? now is I'm really interested into, into tracking sexual trends. Yeah. Because um, now anal is really commonplace. Yeah. yeah. But even like 20 years ago, it was really, really taboo. Well, it was illegal, yeah. wasn't it? Sodomy was like, it's oh, yeah. bad for... Uh, religion is a big no-go and then also 
like any kind of sodomy I seem to remember being or am I just thinking about homosexual sex yeah yeah. I mean that was definitely illegal it's fucked up fuck three the best fuck yes okay the best sex was with a guy who we were casually dating for maybe like two years um, this was quite a few years ago, but I still think of it quite a lot. Do you? <laughs> Is it one of those like masturbation fantasies? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what were we doing? I think we were just at his house, just having sexy times. Yeah. And it was just, we were just both really into it. And I remember I came so hard that I kind of passed out. For oh like, my God, stop. Yeah, I don't know That's how amazing. long. But wow. it was like really transcendental and just really amazing. And I came round, I mean, maybe it was 30 seconds late or maybe Blimey. it was a minute. And he was just like hovering over my head. And I was just like, <laughs> and I couldn't speak. Because you know, when you like come really hard, the brain actually like shuts down. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever come that hard before. It was amazing. Definitely got like dizzy or, you know, you see yeah. black and white patches. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. 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 When you're like fully passing out. <laughs> Is it supposed what? to be to do with like the blood rushing to places and maybe you just came so hard that all the blood that went to your vagina rushed back out and just yeah, like, yeah. knocked you out. <laughs> yeah. So what was he actually doing that made you come that hard? I'm intrigued. Oh gosh, this is years ago now. I can't remember. Um, what was he actually doing? Was it? No, just, just his stroke was just so good. And like we just got into <sighs> a really good rhythm. Um, That's so good. Yeah. So it was actually penetration yeah. as well. Yeah. Was it, do you know if That's it was incredible. a, a G-spot orgasm or a clitoral orgasm? Oh, it was a G-spot orgasm. Oh, amazing. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. And if, I remember uh, when we stopped seeing each other, I used to like social media stalk him and I, I was so <laughs> jealous. I'd be so jealous of all yeah. the people that he's dated Oh, because you're like, I know how good I he know. is in bed. <laughs> now they're experiencing this and not me. Oh, you need to turn oh. that frown up and be like, I'm actually happy I got the chance to have part of you and now share the rest yeah. of the world. You need a piece of him. Yeah. It is quite weird, isn't it? When you have those really amazing sexual encounters with people for a while, when you're like dating them for a while and then you see them on social media as we do because we follow everyone that we know these days yeah. and then you see them again and you're just like every time you see them you're kind of like reminded of that time and yeah. like thinking oh what are they doing now <laughs> yeah. I always wonder that yeah I swear to god I'm not over any of my exes like in a, a little piece of me yeah, you still... always like you. Yeah, you always wonder like, oh, what would it be like now if we did it again? Yes, yeah. all the time. Like, would the sex be different? How was the communication? All the other. Imagine if you did go back and fucked every person you previously fucked in a completely different way. Wow, that would be Well, incredible. I think it would be... be well, this is why people keep popping up on your phone like, yeah. from years ago. Someone will remember hey. some fun sex that you had. Literally. And then everyone was on WhatsApp again. So this is why people <laughs> end up just going round and round dating their exes. Yeah, because... Dangerous, but <laughs> so dangerous. So I'm quite lucky in that um, I do a lot of freelancing now, which means I can... I'm in control of my own schedule um, and I realised a couple of years ago that if I dated other people who were also freelance, we can just have like sex work dates. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking that the last few years I can like fit in like little quickies here and there <laughs> rather than oh, everyone in the office. That's so. amazing. <laughs> like the last few years I haven't done any work at all. I've just, just been getting fucked. laid. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think if I was single, that'd be such an issue for me right now. Yeah, it's it's fucking hard being self-employed or freelance anyway, let alone when you've got like sex on the brain. I can, I, <laughs> you'd end up just procrastinating all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. I do if, do that a lot. If I work from home, I masturbate probably about seven times that day. Yeah. Like it, it gets mad because you'll just have a moment being like, oh, you know, I'll one just more. pop to the bedroom and like <laughs> lie down, put the doxy on, and yeah, bash one out a little bit and yeah. until you're then like, I'll carry on with my work until you're dry coming, and then yeah. it's really hard to get that last. Especially when you do what we do, we we're thinking about yeah. sex, we're constantly oh, thinking about constantly. sex, and also with your writing, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my god, you get horny goodness. all the time. So I do a lot of freelance writing as well, and once I file a piece like a non-fiction piece, I'll give myself a little celebratory wank. Hey, off it. Yes. That's a great way to work things. Like, not just wanking through it, like, save it, like, revving yourself yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's a great little thing that I've got going <laughs> Fuck number four. The worst fuck. So I think for me, the worst ones have been when you're re- like intoxicated and no one's communicating properly yeah and it's just like why like why are we even here why are we even doing this yeah um, so so yeah make a big effort to only go into sex um like basically sober like yeah. for me sober se- i really got into sober sex lately and i just love it again being freelance inviting people over in the day I mean, you can't start drinking at 11am. You've got work to do. <laughs> well, you can, but it's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. um, and that way it really forces you to be real and communicate properly. So it kind of... Because a lot of people use alcohol and drugs to kind of avoid having to have conversations, like intimate and vulnerable conversations. Yeah, and, or, it, and to boost confidence because some yeah. people can find it really awkward getting into sexual encounters when they're sober. 100%. I, I definitely know friends that could only bring themselves to get naked when they were intoxicated because there was a lot of insecurities and yeah. shame there, which is unfortunate. It's, well different now and you just need to learn I mean it's it's quite normal to feel like that but it's so good if you can then sort of then just have sober sex yeah yeah sober sex take that away and not have that as like a crutch because it is a crutch it's just like Mm -hmm. it's it's literally just like like vaseline eyes Uh, (laughs) but you wake up and you're like i think i dreamt that we had sex it's like that dreamy weird kind of yeah exactly did i I even feel anything yeah were there any like particular times when you were drunk that really made you realize that you needed to do do it sober um no no particular standout times but just like feeling like regret and that it was a wasted opportunity if it's with someone yeah. that you fancy it's kind of like oh well we could have had really transcendental orgasms yeah. but instead yeah. it's just been like oh. a sloppy mess yeah oh yeah. dry mouth oh. oh dry mouth dehydration or oh, whiskey dick as well oh, yeah whiskey dick. oh yeah yeah or dry there's many sexual encounter when you're drinking dry pussy as well although yeah. normally if you're drunk you don't really notice it <laughs> just spitting all over it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whiskey dick does suck. Whiskey dick is uh, erectile dysfunction. That's when you don't manage to get hard on because, yeah, 
the the alcohol has fucked you. Yeah, because if you know what you like when you're sober, then it's just great. It's just self-knowledge. And I think everyone should be striving to be more real with themselves. Mm. I mean, would you ever... Would you ever have a glass of wine or get drunk yourself and masturbate? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I you going to say no. But, um, I mean, um, I'm not saying that drinking and doing drugs, or, or are we allowed to talk about drugs? Oh, yeah. yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. And having sex is a bad thing because it's definitely not. It can be really good. But also just having the insight into yourself of what you like sober is really, really important. Mm. Although, definitely talking about drugs, weed is different to what I'm thinking of, like amphetamines and cocaine. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. weed masturbation, like smoking when you're high, is, I mean masturbating when you're high or having sex when you're high is a very different thing to being on fucking coke and having sex yeah. Yeah. I'd definitely do that I used to masturbate all the time when I was high I've never done it oh god it's so good <laughs> but you're getting there though with the CBD lubes and yeah the um, CBD lubes are good and it's very interesting it's very different but uh, yeah interesting spectrum of where we're going in the world <laughs> <laughs> Fuck number five. The fuck that made me. I think just moving to London and just being in a city full of loads of beautiful people and loads Mm -hmm. of different types of people um, and being able to see different kinds of bodies is really great um so when I moved to London I really ramped up the number of people that I was sleeping (laughs) with um and so, yeah, sleeping with a few different people teaches you different things mm-hmm. and different types yeah. of genitals as well. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, sh- um, like, I don't want to be negative about people who decide to just have one partner um, and not have multiple, se- well, yeah, obviously yeah, multiple yeah, yeah, sexual yeah. partners. But just the way my life is, I'm really grateful to, like, every single person that I've slept with. Yeah, me too. I mean, you do learn something new from every single person because everyone likes things slightly different. Yeah. And if people are communicating, if you're having sober, present sex, then you can you can really, like, you can talk to each other throughout that whole process and really gauge new things about people mm. and sex yeah. and you, you mentioned this idea of being present like what do you mean by being present so just thinking about the situation and what feels nice and why it feels nice and what the other people or person is doing and why that feels nice so like being it's in the moment yeah in the moment rather than yeah. panicking about the end or yeah. the beginning yeah and also um, I've had some really good experiences where you kind of stop being really goal orientated and just focus on um, sensation so for instance if you're kind of experimenting with BDSM stuff you can get like a a pressure point so there's one in between the thumb and forefinger mm. yeah and there's one at the bottom of the neck here and the and the other person can just kind of apply lots or as little pleasure and you can just use your words yeah to say exactly what what you're feeling um which is what i tend to do a lot with partners which uh-huh I, yeah it's fun <laughs> with the pressure points yeah is this sort of like a playing with pain and pleasure yeah yeah but it's not it's not it's not really foreplay, it's just another part of sensuality. Mm, yeah, that like, is well, interesting. We might do it and, like, not have sex. Um, 
but then you also might fuck. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So you said that you, it's like what changed your life to do with sex was sleeping with multiple partners. Yeah. Is this something that you do regularly? Like you said that not having sex for nine weeks was quite a long time yeah. for you. So that to me seems like, okay, you're going to be like dating regularly, seeing different people regularly. And that's like what you really enjoy about yeah, sex. Yeah, that's kind of... Well, I think um, just speaking to people that you fancy and are going to sleep with and just finding out what they like and also getting a bucket list of what they might want to try. Oh, um, bucket list is good. Um, and then you can like go through them together and it's really yes. fun. Yes, that's such a good idea. And it's fine to not like some stuff, um, but it's... The journey is always fun. Like, if you're being communicative about it, the, even if you do, both don't like something, then you just tick it, you just kind of cross it off. Yeah, at least yeah. you tried. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's exciting finding out what your body does and doesn't like. Yeah. There are apps actually on the internet or like websites and on your phone that you can. So have like a joint account with someone that you're dating and there's like a list, basically a huge list of like sexual things and you can only both see the things that you both tick. Oh, that's cool. So you, it, it gives you the opportunity to kind of not necessarily out yourself yeah. unless they're into it <laughs> as well. Yeah, like, I want you to okay. shit on my face and they're really not into it. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's kind of, I guess it avoids that kind of like embarrassing conversation where you're like, oh, I really want to say have anal sex and they're like, oh, I'm just really not into that and I think that's really gross. Yeah. But I think... It's not a bad idea. I yeah. Think, I think as well, people should try to not place judgment on things. So whenever I'm having um, conversations about sex acts that you don't or don't like... I'd make a big effort when I'm having those conversations, like not to wrinkle my nose or use language like, uh, that's gross. Mm, I just yeah. try to be really objective about it because yeah. everyone's different. I mean, that's the sensible way to have these discussions. But unfortunately, yeah. some people aren't like us yeah. And, yeah. and they will because just because they're not exposed to it in their life so things can be quite shocking to people yeah. and like obviously some people have some quite out there kinks yeah. and it, it it might be hard not to like have like a wow that's uh or like a reaction. fucking hell that's weird i mean yeah <laughs> as much as i am cool about everything if someone said oh before i have sex i want to shoot up heroin i don't know if i could <laughs> help my distaste and be like really I mean you know, I trying yeah. to be subjective here yeah but I mean you like um clowns and like the guy oh from God, it yeah. yeah so I think some people might be like really fucking weird and creepy you know, I want like horror horror movie murderers and shit like and people are a bit sort of they step back <laughs> like, this bitch is crazy <laughs> I'm proud for fuck's sake. This week's uh, question from our listeners is, my boyfriend wants me to finger him, but I'm scared of the poop emoji. <laughs> what should I do? I mean, the fact you're using a poop emoji. <laughs> Ooh, um, condoms are great for ex using... I, I mean, think I would have exactly... To be 
to be fair, I'm not judging this girl at all because I'd have exactly the same reaction. I'd be like, yeah. I don't want shit on my fingers. I, I had the same reaction too until yeah. I did it and I was like, oh, it's no different to like sticking a finger in a vagina with discharge or yeah. in a female bum hole. Um, I guess we're, because we're not really taught about it, we're so squeamish about the idea. Yeah. But like, why are we not squeamish about the fact that men ejaculate white semen with millions of sperm in them? Or giving blowjobs after they piss. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely recommend condoms because especially with being female, we know we sometimes have nails um, or getting latex gloves can be really fun or using toys. Toys are great. You can get those little finger sleeves. Yes. I think think toys is a kind of good step. And and obviously they're a lot bigger than a finger, but I think you probably get some smaller ones out there as well. But it's way easier to then insert something that isn't your own hand that you're scared of getting dirty (laughs) and also just thinking about the fact that where the finger's going it's likely that there will be a bit of something there so just ready yourself yeah so then you can just wash after yeah Yeah. standard it's a bum hole shit will happen yeah shit literally happens i mean we're gonna have to be clearing up our baby's shit yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, they're, they're, they're your loved one. And if this is something that your loved one wants to try, you should definitely give it a go. There's no shame in feeling fear or, you know, being unsure about it because it, yeah. it's something that we haven't really been, you know, fucking, could you imagine our teachers t- t- teaching us about this in sex education? <laughs> and like, and now you finger his prostate. Um, but I mean, they should have. They definitely because should. Because men can experience so much pleasure from you fingering their butthole. Oh, insane amounts. When I used to yeah. do it with a partner... Oh my goodness, I used to, I, would, I mean, it, it does take some practice and the pressure on your finger is quite hard. Yeah. But you find the prostate by communication, finding yeah. out what, where feels good um, and then giving them a blowjob at the same time. Yeah. He literally was like, it just feels like I'm continuously coming and he wasn't coming. He was just like, oh my That's God. crazy. Insane. Can you imagine denying somebody that pleasure? Yeah. <gasps> I read I read somewhere that 2019 was the year that straight men discovered their assholes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Plus I love rimming a male asshole. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm it's still scared of it. No. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm scared. <laughs> You're like, I'm scared. I did it once, <gasps> never again. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of partners who've been into bum stuff. I'm happy to oblige. Like, if, yeah. it's, um, if, if it's obvious, if you're inching that way and they really like it, I think just, yeah. just carry on. Yeah, it don't is, deny them. And there's no harm in trying it and being like, not into that, sorry. Yeah, and also... also going back to like making it less dirty, um, it's using lube... Oh, yes. make things less likely to then appear on your finger. Absolutely, lube, 100%. Yeah. Um, and you just don't want to hurt the your partner's feelings. It would be, uh, you know, react the same way as if somebody turned around to you and said, oh, I don't want to fit my, stick my finger in your, your vagina. vagina because of your yeah. discharge. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. For a lot of people. Yeah. Lube's a good one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. So for our story time section, Alma's is actually going to read her one, read her, read us one of her short stories. So this one's called Silver Fox Number Two, and it's actually set in a trendy East London bar. Oh, where we are now. Where we are now. Chosen especially. How apt. 
We'd already flirted over dinner and had moved on to a trendy East London bar. He strode to the front of the queue and ordered us some gin cocktails. We sat in a corner and stared at each other. Without dropping his gaze, he took my drink and placed it carefully on the table. He held my face in his hands. He stroked the length of my neck and kissed me with his mouth wide open, his tongue snaking in and out. His hands slid up my skirt and found the edge of my pants. I gasped. Let's play a game, he whispered. Take off your underwear. I headed to the ladies and did what I was told. As soon as I sat back down, he trailed his fingers further up my thighs. Goosebumps rose across their entire length. The element of danger was just oh so thrilling. As we sipped our drinks, he inched his finger higher. I pretended not to notice. I was wet. And he grinned when he felt it too. He slid his finger in and out while I tried to maintain conversation. My breaths were getting shorter as he slid a second finger in. It's illegal to perform sex acts in public, he whispered. (laughs) My face was flushed and my legs were perceptibly bouncing. Don't you dare get us caught, he hissed. Ooh. (laughs) This game was dangerous. He did the same thing while we were in the Uber, with more urgency. I could see the driver glancing at me in the rearview window. He was wearing a skull cap. It would have been so disrespectful to come in his presence. I bit my lip hard to stop myself. He sat on my bed. Strip for me, slowly. I bent down to take off my sandals. He grabbed my bum and squeezed hard. I stood up and loosened my belt, unbuttoned my dress and let it fall to the floor. His jeans strained against his erection. I sat on his lap, my legs either side of his. He put two of his fingers in my mouth and then pushed them inside me. Hard. Ooh. That was sexy. That was really sexy. Everyone listening to this is going to be like so (laughs) I'm fully into it. Holy shit. (laughs) And if you look at the illustration, so it's set in the Uber, you can't see his hand because obviously it's... Uh, Ah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, all you... Almaz's stories come with really great illustrations as well. I feel like I can taste my pussy. Like... <laughs> Being fingered all day and then having someone just shove. Oh, mm. Yeah. Actually, I, I actually love when people do that. I when love they put it. their fingers in your mouth and then oh my God, yeah. use your saliva yeah. to wet your own pussy. Yeah. So hot. Or both. I want I want to be spit roasted on two fingers. Yeah. So like fingers in mouth and fingers in pussy or dick in pussy. <laughs> God, I love it so much. I always feel like also making out and doing stuff in taxis. I've always felt like a little bit weird about doing that. It is it is a weird one because you never know whether you're going to offend someone or excite someone. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that the skull cap was <laughs> mentioned. That's fucking jokes. Yeah, but it's shalom. It, <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I had a really funny um, incident, 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 
in a taxi when I was um, quite drunk, met one of my old, old friends um, in town. And because we lived semi near each other, we got a taxi back. We'd started holding hands when we were walking to the taxi rank, which was completely just like out of like, we'd been like family friends for like such a long time. (laughs) And then us two drunk holding hands suddenly because there's always like this like sort of slight chemistry between us. And obviously when you're drunk, it just sort of comes out. Yeah. But um, we started making out in the back of the taxi, but it was like the most awkward kiss you know and there just seems to be like so many bumps in the road and you're just like you're just trying to kiss but your mouths are just like almost like missing each other (laughs) maybe he's doing that on purpose he was driving specifically to fuck you guys up probably and then you just think like oh god this taxi driver is too like young kids in the back of the car fumbling around they must get it all they must get the oh, worst yeah, yeah like oh my god fully, i like, bet taxi drivers have fucking. the best stories yeah ever. yeah it's, it's kind of easy in a black cab isn't it because you've got that sort of shut off window yeah you've got way more room there's it's less likely to see in but when you're in like a normal car uber or something yeah, yeah. they're fucking watching yeah why the watching and you know <laughs> Loving it or watching and condemning you. Yeah, then yeah. giving you a really bad rating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. One Cor- star. Obviously. Sluts go to hell. Reporting you. <laughs> oh, Shit. Dear. Well, that was, that was amazing. Thank you very yeah, thank much, you my lovely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Unfortunately, it's time for us to fuck off. We do. We need to fuck off. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a pleasure having you. Yes, right. Gosh, I've revealed a lot. Oh, (laughs) I love it. And you're about to reveal more. How can our lovely listeners find you? So if you would like to follow more of Kaylee's exploits, you can head over to the website, which is kayleedanielsdated.com. You definitely need to go and check it out yes. if you want a little bit of erotica. Yeah, and you should do some audio porn. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Ah, yeah. So actually, I've started writing for Dipsy, the audio app. Ah. So you can listen to some of my stories, which are new characters that I've just created. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Amazing. I really want to get into audio porn. Same. We just need to fucking do it. Yeah. Shall we hold hands while we try? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone, please remember to give us a review, subscribe to this podcast, and a rating. Yeah, five stars, please. Oh, that'd be nice. Share it around, please. Tell all your friends, your family, your teachers, oh, everyone. And send us your sex questions and sex stories on our Instagram DMs, which is at comecurious. Please title it. And yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.